Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chavra, we're starting today the fourth parak, Vezat Hashem of Perkei Avot. Two more prakim to go. Four and, uh, four and five. Oh, and six, excuse me. The last parak actually is not, I don't think it's Mishnayot, but... This parak we begin with a Tana whose name is Ben Zoma. Now Ben Zoma literally means the son of Zoma. Usually in Mishnayot we talk about Tanaim, great rabbis, we use their name. Now his real name was Shimon. His name was Shimon Ben Zoma. Welcome to join us, please. please. Shimon Ben Zoma. So why was he called Ben Zoma? So the Gemara tells us he never got smicha. He was a tremendous Torah scholar, a tremendous Talmid Chacham, but he never got smicha. And the Gemara says he lived a short life. So because of that, he was always called by his father's name and not by his own name. So the Gemara says elsewhere that when a person would get smicha, they would achieve something on their own. Now they have their own identity. Beforehand, it was Ben Zoma, the son of my father. That's what it says. So he wasn't known as his own name, but rather by his father's name, Ben Zoma. What was his name? Shimon, Shimon Ben Zoma. But he was a tremendous Torah scholar, and he was specifically very powerful in drush, to be able to darshan, expound psukim. But maybe it's rather bigger. Right, so that's that's natural, you would say that. But usually when they would get smicha, they would become ordained, then they would be called by their own name. Exactly, he he didn't, he wasn't. Even though he was considered a tremendous Torah scholar, he studied under the Chachmei Yavne. He studied under, un, under the rabbis of Yavne for his whole life. He didn't get smicha. That's what he did. Because he didn't want to be a rabbi? So it's, it's not clear why. It sounds like he lived a short life, and it wasn't a lack of his skill. He was, he was uh, known as... The Gemara Chagiga actually tells us a very famous story about how four rabbis entered the Pardes. Pardes is a very spiritual thing. It's like... Um, yeah, it's like this is like this is like very. It's a Gemara Masechet Chagiga. One of those four rabbis was this Ben Zoma, and because of the high spiritual level, some spiritual world that they entered, Nitrifad Da'ato, he became uh, mentally unhinged because of it. But he was able to achieve that. You, know, you just understand the levels we're talking about here. Shimon Ben Zoma. No, sometimes we do mention, but in general, when you call this fellow in Shas, he's called Ben Zoma. Now, Ben Zoma teaches us something about four different midot, four different characteristics, and it's based on a pasuk in Sefer Yirmiya. Pasuk in Sefer Yirmiya tells us as follows: Ali Talel Chacham B'Chochmato. A wise person should not praise himself with his wisdom. Ali Talel Hagibor B'Gvurato. Nor should a mighty person, a strong person, praise himself because of his strength. Nor should a rich person praise himself because of his wealth. The only thing you could praise yourself for, only if you know Hashem, you learn to know Hashem, because that's what Hashem desires. So it mentions... What's that? Something with jealousy. What do you mean? Only be jealous of someone's Torah. Oh, okay, so we're going to see exactly what it means. But the Pasuk says, you can't praise yourself for these three things, which is, again, chacham, someone who is wise, gibor, mighty, ashir, wealthy. 
So what Ben Zoma does in the Mishnah here is he tells us that's where it's not an appropriate chokhmah or it's not an appropriate gvura, etc. When a guy works out and becomes strong, what are you praising yourself for? There's nothing significant inherent in that. Or just stam to have intellectual stimulation. What Ben Zoma does for us in this Mishnah is he tells us actually what is the appropriate way to gain chokhmah that is ki'im yado'oti, to learn to be in Hashem's ways that you could praise yourself for? It means what type of chokhmah, gvura, ashirut, and he's going to add another one, kavod, what type of uh, achievements in those areas could you actually praise yourself, is valuable, and you could take credit for? That's what he's going to tell us. And some of this Mishnah is very famous, some of it is not as famous. But let's see it inside now. Perak Aleph, Perak Dalit, Mishnah Aleph. Ben Zoma Omer, Ben Zoma says the following. Ezu Chacham. It's a very famous Mishnah. What is a Chacham? Now what we're saying here is, what is a Chacham that's real Chochmah? Meaning, somebody who can praise himself, take credit for that Chochmah, because that's a real achievement. How do you know somebody's a real Chacham like that? Halomed Mikol Adam. Somebody that learns from all people. Now where do we learn this as an, where's the primary example of this? Shneamar says in Tehilim about David Amelach, Mikol Melamdai Hiskalti. From all of my learnings, I was able to, to become intelligent. The Gemara tells us in Mesechet Sota about David Amelach that just as when he was a child, when he was young, before he became the great king, David Amelach, if there was somebody greater, he was a shepherd, if there was somebody greater than him in Chochmah and Torah, he would go study by them. There wasn't any shame. He would go. Also, when he became the Melech, when he became the king and he was the leader of the Jewish people, if there was somebody that he wanted to study Torah from, he would go study Torah from them as well. Why? Because he was tremendously humble. He had tremendous humility. Now that he achieved prominence, some people, they achieve prominence. Ah, I'm not going to go learn with that guy. I'm not going to go learn from that guy. That guy should come to me. No, no. David Melech. He would go to learn. And that's why he says, Because he understood. If somebody has something to offer me, in any area, he learned from everybody. That's how you know that's real chokhmah. That's somebody, as the Mepharshamir speak out, his kavana is to gain Torah, not for any other reason but l'shem shamayim. Because mm-hmm. he, he puts aside his own ego, he puts aside his own ga'ava and all of that, only to accrue Torah because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants him to do that. That's what we learn from David HaMelech. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Alomed Mikol Adam, yeah. it could be also somebody that is not smart. I mean, that he won't learn. He doesn't know nothing. For sure. He's not smart at all. He doesn't know anything. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. But really, another idea that emerges is you can learn something from everybody. That's also a very important thing to realize. Everybody has something to offer. You can't invalidate people. Sometimes you see people, ah, that guy's, he doesn't have anything to offer me. No, everybody has something to teach you. No, but we say, as a chacham, you're very smart. Yeah. Because you learn from Yeah, exactly. But you cannot be chacham if you don't know anything. It's true. You just go and learn from people. Well, well, if you absorb from people, you'll, you'll become chacham. You you'll anything. become chacham. It's not that you're chacham and you give yourself to learn from other people. You're not chacham. Well, it shows, okay. A, that you really want to learn the Shem Shamayim. And also, B, you'll become a chacham. That's the point. Why? Because you're absorbing from everybody, all the chokhmah. I will point out, by the way, it is, we learned that earlier in Perkei Avot, is it is important to have one primary rebbe. Mm-hmm. It's important to have yeah. one because when you have many things going on, you get distracted and it's confusing and different opinions. But we're talking about afterwards. Now you're able to absorb from other people. You don't invalidate people. Mikol, mikol all people. Everybody. 
Meaning there are people who are bad people. That oh, learn from how do you learn from bad people? To not do. To know what not to do, exactly. You can learn what to not do. No, what to not do, that's right. You can learn from everybody. And even with those bad people, usually there's some redeeming quality. It's not, you know, nobody's really bad at the core. There's a few people like that, but very rare do you find bad people like that. Where are you? The first Mishnah in Perak Dalit of Pirkei Avot. Yeah, right there, right there. Let's continue. That's Chochmah. Let's continue. Ezu Gibor. What is the definition of Gibor? Now again, what we're saying is, based on the Pasuk in Yirmiya, what is Gvura that's real Gvura? means what's, uh, go and work out in the gym next door. It's not a bad thing. Go work out. It's healthy. As long as you're doing it, L'shem Shamayim, it's beautiful and whatever. But what's a real Gibor? Exactly. This is somebody who overcomes his Yetzerara. Right, the Yetzirah is constantly fighting us. The Gemara and Kiddushim, we just did in Dafyomi actually. It says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Barati Yetzirah and Barati Torah Tavlin Lo. I created Yetzirah and I created, what's the only way to overcome it? Through the Torah. And the Gemara tells us, if not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would help us overcome Yetzirah, Yefshir would be impossible for us. Which means, the Yetzirah is extremely powerful. So the real Gibor, not the guy with big muscles. That's, you know, that's physical. That's nothing of real substance. But the real givor is somebody is koveshet yitzro. Shene'emaz, it says in Mishlei, tov erech mi givor. It's a beautiful pshatis on this. It says in Mishlei, tov erech mi givor. Let's read the pasuk simple. Tov erech mi givor. Better is somebody with patience. Erech he extends his anger. Mi givor. He's greater than a mighty person. Umoshel beruchon. And somebody that controls his anger. Mi ir. He's greater than those who conquer a city. The great warriors who conquer a city. So the simple shot is, you could have great, powerful warriors. They work out and they're all powerful physically, but somebody that perfects his character, he has patience, he doesn't get angry, he's even greater than them. But listen to the second shot that they say over here. The second shot they say is, when is tov erech When is patience really a virtuous thing? Migibor. If somebody is a gibor and he could lash out, meaning... He really has the capacity to get angry and lash out at somebody, but he works on himself and he develops patience. He develops patience in himself. He goes, he changes, he, he goes against his nature. Exactly. Not somebody, that's what the Mephorshman speak out here, not somebody who is inherently just has a weak character. He's intimidated. Somebody like that, okay, I'm not going to say it's bad that he doesn't lash out, but that's not the real givura. The real givura is somebody who his nature would be, he gets angry, lashes out, etc. He's a gibor, and yet he holds himself back. And similarly, somebody that conquers the city, and that the way Mepharshim explain it, the king conquers a city, and he can now punish all the people who rebelled against him. He could, but he's he's, he's Moshel Berucho. He controls his anger. It means when you're in the seat, the capacity to lash out, to take revenge, to get angry at somebody, and it's not because you have a weak character. It's not oh, because you're intimidated. Yeah. But you hold yourself. That's a, that's a gibor. That's a real gibor. Someone that overcomes his natural inclination. Let's continue. Ezehu Ashir, number three. Alo, alo. Ezehu Ashir. What is a Ashir? Now you say Ashir means the guy who lives on the water, the Porsche. No. Ezehu Ashir. What is a real Ashirut that a person can take credit for and say, I'm going in the ways of Hashem? Somebody that is happy with his lot. By the work of your hand, you eat, meaning someone that works and earns money and then pays for his way. That's considered, you know, the Gemara says great things about that. Fortunate and good is for you. 
Meaning that not only is this person fortunate in this world, because he's pulling for himself in this world, which is a tremendous thing, but also since he's pulling for himself, he doesn't have to chas v'shalom, go get involved in things that are illegal, gezel, all kinds of things that are prohibited. So la'olam abai is also going to be in a good seat because he's putting himself in a good position in terms of his behaviors in this world. So that's a samech v'chelko, and that's a tremendous lesson also. Very often you have people, and they could be all kinds of good things in Maybe life, but they're, they're happy, they're happy, but they're not happy. But they're not happy because they're, go, they're looking for things in the wrong place. It's, it's, that's a mistake. Unfortunately, it's a mistake. And then you could have somebody, he lives, yeah, he lives very simple. Right. And you could have somebody who lives very simple, and he's very content, he's very happy with his lot. Now, what Benzoma does is he adds the last thing. And this was not mentioned in the Pasuk. So the Mepharshim explains it like this. If somebody possesses the real character of Chacham, Gibor, Ashir, so he is Mechubad already. It means already people will look at him in a way of Kavod. But what if the people aren't looking at him necessarily in that way? So there's one last point here, and this, this we'll finish off with. Ezu Mechubad, what is the definition of somebody who's really honored? An honored person, an honorable person. The people are going to give him kavod. So says Ben Zoma, and it's very natural. If somebody honors other people, so they see that he's an honorable person. And if he's an honorable person, they're going to give him honor. Sometimes you have people that they're constantly running after honor, and we know that the Chazal tell us, somebody's odefacha kavod, kavod runs away from him if somebody chases after it. But if you provide kavod to other people, they're going to provide kavod back. It's a very natural consequence. Shene'emah, as the Pasuk in Shmuel tells us, Ki Hashem says, those who honor me, Hashem's talking, I will give honor to, and those who disgrace me, says Hashem, they're going to be lowered. So the Mepharshim speak out, we see if Hashem is like that, and Hashem obviously is the owner of everything. And so if HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, those who honor me, will receive honor back. So when we honor somebody else, certainly we're also going to receive honor back as well. One last point, which the Bartanura and the Kahatiyar both point out. The last part of the Pasuk says, Uboza yekalu. It says, those who disgrace me, yekalu. Yekalu means they will be lowered. It doesn't say, I will lower them. Those who disgrace me will be lowered by themselves. So the Kahatiyar points out a beautiful thing. Uh, the, the, sorry, Bartanura points out a beautiful thing. He says... We know when it comes to people who disgrace tzaddikim, what does the Pasuk tell us? Umikalelecha aor. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, those who curse you, Avraham Avinu, those who curse the tzaddikim, I will curse them. But when he talks about himself, what does he say? Those who disgrace me, they'll just be lowered. We see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cares more about the way Avraham Avinu is treated, the way his children are treated, than the way he himself is treated. He's more tovel bonami. He cares more about the disgrace to his Jewish people. He says, there, you curse my people, I'm going to curse you. But when it comes to his own kavod, he says, okay, you curse me. Okay. You're going to get lowered, but not. I'm not going to lash out at you in such a, such a significant way. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us ultimately. Stop here. We'll pick up with Mishnah Bet tomorrow with Ben Azai, the next on the list. Everyone have a wonderful day.